We're going four strong in this podcast. Cody Fry, John Feltz, and Cullen Quinlan are with me to break down college basketball for 2021-2022. Specifically, we go in-depth on the Big Ten. We talk about the top four teams, Michigan, Purdue, Illinois, Ohio State, who's going to prevail there. We, of course, go heavy on the Indiana Hoosiers as well. Talk a lot about the bottom as well. Iowa, Rutgers, Wisconsin, are they going to show up like they always do? And finally, we expand out nationally. We talk about a couple teams we like to potentially win the title there. This is a long one, but a good one. Stay tuned. Final three seconds. Baylor, one of the great turnarounds in college athletics history. In scandal and disgrace two decades ago, national champions in year 18 for Scott Drew. Welcome back to your best bets. Tonight's a big night. We have the college basketball preview show. Uh, did not do this last season. Don't know if we were really prepared for it, but this season we're full bore and we have no COVID restrictions this year for college basketball. So it looks to be a great year. Obviously, we live in Big Ten country, so we're going to talk a lot about the Big Ten tonight. Um, you know, we have three pretty big, and we'll even say four big IU basketball fans on the show. And we'll talk about the national scene as well. Who has the ceiling to potentially win a national championship this year? That's my first mention of the word ceiling tonight, first of many. <laughs> Joining me, Cody Fry. Cody, how are we? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. Colin Quinlan is here. Colin, last time you were on, we were talking about the outstanding horror movie *Malignant*. Any? Uh, <laughs> have you rewatched it since then? Uh, no, no, I have not. I, I feel like that's going to be a one and done for you. But credit to you, uh, *The Haunting of Hill House* is officially the goat of horror series uh, that that's out there. So you encouraged me to watch that, and I want to publicly say you're right. And it was awesome. I loved it. So thanks for that recommendation. And, of course, John Feltz is here. John, um, you were on in April post-Mike Woodson hire. Good to have you back to talk about the college basketball season here. Bill, thank you for having me. That was a really fun time. Uh, Colin was on that podcast as well. A lot has happened since April for our Hoosiers. So I'm excited to be here to talk, talk more about the Hoosiers and college basketball. I think it's 13 days away. I think, I think the last count. Is it 13 days to the, the first IU game? 13 to the first IU game. I'm not sure exactly if, if the, you know, those, those tip off classics mm. happened before that, but at 13 for the Hoosiers. Okay. Well guys, starting with the big 10, um, I think there was no doubt last year the Big Ten was the best conference in the nation. Uh, it wasn't the best NCAA tournament for the Big Ten yet again. Uh, Michigan was the only team to advance past the first weekend, and of course they fall to UCLA in the in the, uh, uh, the Elite Eight. I think this year, and you guys can can 
you know, tell me if you think differently. I think there's four vi- teams that have a viable chance to win the championship this year. And I feel like it's, it's kind of separated by tiers. You know, we're looking at Purdue, Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio state, you know, you can argue about the order of those four teams. Um, but there seems to be a clear separation um, at the top. I would be surprised uh, if any of those four teams didn't finish in the top four, maybe mildly, but um, I think that's the expectation. Um, starting out, does if you were to take any conference to win the national title this year, would, would you take the Big Ten over any other conference? Cody? You know, I, I think that the Big Ten certainly has some power, some – I think history certainly speaks for itself too, as well. Um, you know, the conference hasn't had a national championship in over 20 years since Michigan State. So um, I think every year it's that way. If I'm leaning for one team nationally this year, it's probably outside of the Big Ten. So um, if I was a betting man, I'd probably take the field, even though I'd probably like to see it be uh, um, be the Big Ten if possible. John, of, of those four, um, who do you think has, I, I guess, the best chance? Um, and, I, and I don't know if for you it's the talent, it's the experience, if it's coaching, it's probably a mixture of all three. But of those four teams, who do you like best to potentially make a Final Four and, and maybe give the Big Ten a, a national championship? Yes, uh, I think the four teams you're referring to are Michigan, Purdue, Illinois, and potentially Ohio State. Um, if I had to pick one of those four, I'd probably go Michigan, um, led by Hunter Dick, Hunter Dickinson. I mean, he is a preseason All-American, preseason Big Ten. Um, he f- flirted with the NBA last year. I think it was a good decision for him to come back and you know, re- refine his skills, probably learn more from the perimeter or even, you know, learn a mid-range mm-hmm. shot. They have a freshman coming in named Caleb Houston, who's going to be fantastic. Eli Brooks is a good guard. Um, I think the difference between Purdue and Michigan, um, Purdue may have more depth than Michigan does, but Michigan has better talent. I know they lost livers. That was a huge loss for Michigan, uh, not only as a player, but he was a great leader for them. Um, Juwan Howard, I mean, what can you say? I mean, IU kind of followed the the Michigan route and bringing a pro coach in, and the same questions were asked. You know, can you go from pros to college? And Jawan has answered that quickly. So I think he's just kind of keeping the gravy train rolling. Um, so I would pick Michigan um, as the Big Ten's best chance to win. I agree with you that I think Michigan has the most talent. Um, they have, I think I saw the second or third best recruiting class coming in. I think depending on where you look, but, you know, arguably Memphis ended up with the best, but uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head with Houston. I think he's probably the best incoming freshman in the big 10 transfer from uh, coastal Carolina. Devonte Jones appears to be the point guard. He, uh, he put up almost 20 a game last year. So there's, there's no shortage of talent um, up in Ann Arbor this year. Colin with you, um, where where do you lie on this the the Michigan Purdue at the top? Do you have a preference? You know, I guess is that would that be you know your top two choices as far as who's going to win the Big Ten and maybe be the most viable contender for a national championship, or are you going elsewhere? 
unfortunately, that really hurts that Michigan and Purdue at the top because I have some good friends that are Michigan and Purdue fans and it just drives me nuts that they're good. Um, unfortunately, though, I'm going to say I think Purdue has the best chance to go all the way. I know it just sucks to say that, but it does. I do, I do, yeah, it sucks. I do like Ivy. I like the way he plays a lot. Um, I wish he you know, was a Hoosier, but that's all right. Um, but basically, I will be happy if neither of them, you know, win <laughs> the picks in. So, uh, but unfortunately, I think it's going to finish one, two, Purdue, then Michigan is what I'm going to say in the Big Ten. I feel like Purdue has the higher floor. Again, this floor ceiling discussion. Uh, I, I feel like I know what I'm going to get out of Purdue for the most part of this season. Um, they're going to be dominant inside uh, with, with Williams and, and Evie, um, uh, you know, dude, seven foot four. I, I don't, I, 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 and I said this before we went live, I don't know how they put both those guys on the court together. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know if painters, you know, bringing him off the bench and, you know, there's going to be some crossover where they're both on the floor at the same time. Um, I think Ivy's the real wild card. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of projections, him going top 15 in the draft next year, uh, maybe being the most NBA ready talent in the big 10. I have some questions about him. I think he, I saw he was a 26% three point shooter last year. I got to see more with him extending his range a little bit before I have Purdue winning at all. Um, but I, I do feel like Michigan's got uh, just a really high ceiling. Dickinson is a stud. Um, you know, I don't know yet what's, you know, the, the new freshman's going to bring coming in, but on paper, easily the most talents. Um, Cody, this, the, the big man in this league, I think is the real story. I mean, we already talked about a couple. We got Trace Jackson Davis, of course, with IU, um, uh, you know, Liddell from Ohio State. This almost every night watching the Big Ten, you're going to see a potentially dominant big man. Of course, of course, we even mentioned Kofi Coburn as well from Illinois. Yeah, I mean, I think top to bottom, I think that you have a really uh, a lot of good uh, front court play. Um, and then wrapped up in all that, you have Trace Jackson Davis, who was just named a preseason first team All American. I think that. He's been overshadowed by Kofi in a lot of ways over his last couple of years, but um, I think that ultimately he's kind of proven to be a better all-around player, and I think that, that was probably one of the bigger shockers of this uh, college basketball offseason, per se, was um, I really expected Cockburn to either transfer to Kentucky, there was a lot of buzz of that, or go to the pro, so that was a really big win for uh, not only Illinois, but the Big Ten when he came back, even you know at the expense of some of the other programs there. Um, you touched on Purdue having two big men, and I think that, you know, what they can do with both of those with certain some defensive liability uh, on the floor when they're both out there. Um, and then, you know, I really also like what Ohio State did with bringing in Joey Bronk. I think that a lot of expectations early is going to be fully healthy this year. Um, he was a really valuable piece for IU a couple of years ago, and there's something to say on what that fifth or sixth year senior leadership can bring not only from a statistical standpoint, but uh, kind of just being a calming force for that team as well. Illinois, uh, John, they're one seed last year. They lose in the second round to Loyola Chicago, which we, I think universally, we know they were uh, way underseeded in last year's tournament. Yeah. Um, really tough draw. Um, yeah. But Brad Underwood has led that team, uh, that program back. Uh, 
really resurgent. You know, of course, you know, this team will revolve around Cokeburn, as we talked about, but I think the key for this team is Curbelo. Um, he was a hell of a playmaker last year, and I think he was just really scratching the surface. And, of course, uh, the third wheel this this deal will be Trent Frazier, who there's always one guy in the Big Ten that you're like, I know he's been there seven or eight years. And to me, the guy's this year is Trent Frazier. This guy's been playing since 2014. I know. I've seen, I've seen his name every year. <laughs> Um, but he's a great three-point shooter, great veteran presence. Um, Illinois, do we expect them to, to fall back at all, or are we talking about a team that's going to be right in the mix for a title again, you think? Uh, I think Illinois will be certainly up there in the top three of the Big Ten. Um, it's funny you say that about Trent Frazier because um, I think a lot of us confuse him with Chester Frazier. Remember him when he played against Eric Gordon? So I feel like – That could be it. Yeah, so they're kind of and they're kind of similar in how they uh, how they act on the floor. So I think that we all kind of like we kind of combine them as the same person. But no, Kofi Coburn, uh, as Cody said, I was kind of hoping he was going to go to Kentucky. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of people said that he was just using that as a a ploy to get more attention. So who knows if that was serious? But uh, no, Cabello is phenomenal with the ball. I think he was. I'm not sure if he was a second team all Big Ten, but he he can score off the dribble. He can create. Um, so I, I I do think Illinois will be a top three, top four team. Um, Brad Underwood is interesting. He he has a uh, you know a, a, a lot of talent in Chicago, and for some reason he always gets beat by Michigan State or Michigan is kind of have their way with him. But um, I think for him, I mean, I'm not saying he's on the hot seat, but I think this is his maybe his best team um, other than last year. So it's, it's almost like a make or break year for him. Um, but I'd, I'd be surprised if they're not in the top three or top four by the end of the year. Yeah, I really think Corbello is the key to that team. I, I think he could be uh, a sleeper for first team all conference. He was the sixth man of the year in the league last year, um, and, and and all the big team, Big Ten all freshman team as well. Um, the shooting around that team, you know, I mentioned Frazier, Demonte Williams is a good shooter. Um, Grandison, he could he can make some shots as well. So I feel like, you know, the team. Cokeburn's not just the centerpiece of that team. Corbello, I think, is really going to be, um, you know, drive, kick, that kind of player. And I could see him leading the league in assists. Of course, there's no future bet on that. But that's just one of those things that I could see happening. Um, Colin, the I think the mid-tier of this league, outside of the top four, universally it seems to be, in some order, Michigan State, Maryland, IU. Um I don't know if it would be a shock if any one of those teams broke into the top four. Probably wouldn't be a shock if any one of those teams fell back to, you know, the, the bottom half of the league as well. Um, IU, let's just get to it. Um, and we could, we could spend the next 20 minutes talking about IU. I feel like they have the largest range of potential outcomes of any team in the league this year. I feel like I can see them finishing third. I could see them finishing ninth, something like that. What's your expectation for this team? Um, lead us off here. My expectation is undefeated season and win the title. That's my expectation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. No, I mean, you said, like, I, I honestly, I mean, it could be from fifth to tenth. I, I, I don't know. Um, I am excited for more of an offensive team. Um, Archie was, you know, all right. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure. But, 
they just weren't very fun for me to watch on offense. So um, based on our good friend John here, he uh, went and saw them play in the Bahamas, if I'm not mistaken. So he has firsthand knowledge of how they look preseason. Um, and I heard he's excited about uh, this Tamar Bates guy. So, um, yes. Yes. but if they could just not lose the Rutgers, I mean, I would be happy about that. <laughs> um, that would be great. I just can't take that. Obviously, if they can, I don't know if they play Purdue twice this season or just once, but uh, if they could beat them, that'd be great too. But I'm just hoping for a tournament berth, to be honest. If they could win one of those, that'd be great. Um, one game in the tournament, be awesome. So that's my uh, realistic expectation. Uh, anything better than that is great. I, I like this place of low expectations. I, I love living in that area as a, as a sports fan. I, I, when there's expectations levied upon my teams, they've never performed well, ever. Uh, from the Bears to IU in any capacity, it's just there's there's this thought of this is going to be the year we reach the Final Four. This is the year that you know my team's going to reach the Super Bowl and something. It's just that ex, that that weight is. You can feel it as a fan. And I like the, the where I use that coming into the season, kind of in the middle of the pack. Um, John, I want you to talk about the Bahamas trip, what you saw there, um, you know, kind of that whole experience uh, firsthand because it looked really awesome. Yeah, so, um, you know, we, we my wife Allie and I, we were just – sitting around one day and, you know, COVID was kind of, I mean, I'm not saying it's done with, but it was, things were starting to light, lightening up a little bit in the summer. And uh, we were like, let's just kind of you know, treat ourselves. And she's like, let's go somewhere. And then literally the, the next week, IU announced that they're going to the Bahamas. And then I was like, right, you're going for the beach. I'm going for the basketball. <laughs> so we booked the, we booked the trip and, um, you know, super excited. Um, Flew out of Fort Wayne to Atlanta. There was one other IU fan with us from Fort Wayne to Atlanta, and then we got to Atlanta, and then our whole plane was was IU fans, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we saw two games down there. Um, everybody was, you know, we were at a few bars or restaurants, and before the first game, and you know, we had no idea what to expect. We were coming off uh, another missed tournament, a new coach, several transfers. We read about, you know. Woodson's new system, both in offense and defense. Um, so, I mean, we could, if you want to go into each game, it's because they were kind of different. Uh, but, um, and also they're, they're playing Serbia, who uh, they're one of their pro teams over there. And they were very, they were, they were grown men. Like we were, we were walking down the hotel and they were next to us. And I was like, you're, you know, 30 years old and you're humongous. And, then there's Trace Jackson Davis, who's big too, but he's, you know, 20 years old. So it was definitely a challenge. And truthfully, I thought, okay, we could probably lose one game, both games. And, um, but no, it was, I mean, it was an incredible experience. Um, not only as, as an IU fan, but just, you know, being down there, but, um, as I, I was texting Colin, all my IU friends the entire time, I was like, guys, we're in for a whole new brand of basketball. It's going to be very exciting. There'll be some growing pains along the way, I'm sure. Um, I think I read somewhere that Woodson's only installed um, like 25%, even to this date, of his of his offensive sets he wants to run. He started solely on defense, and I think that showed immediately. Um, 
Archie was known for, you know, um, his high hedges and um, not and, and switching and, and not switching everything. Mike Coach Woodson, he's he's bringing in an, an NBA defense. They switch everything, and so you're going to have, you know, you may have Rob Finnessy sometimes guarding Co- you know, Coburn, but that then you have to re- you know rely on help side defense, which is another you know NBA concept. So it was this amazing to watch that you know, again defensively but offensively. Just spacing. I Colin that Colin knows that's the biggest my biggest issue with Archie's offense. There's no space for Trace to operate. Um, but the four one four out one in offense. They first first possession they ran it and everyone's like, ooh, this is kind of <laughs> kind of cool. Um, so if, if you're an IU fan uh, listening to this, I, I think you're just gonna be excited as for up tempo spacing uh, shooting will maybe still be a concern Miller cop is uh, I told Colin that's gonna be his favorite player before it's all said and done leader hard worker good shooter so shooting may be one of the only issues that still will transfer over even though we got Parker Stewart as well but this team is gonna be extremely fun to watch and you know in the Bahamas they came away 2-0 so it 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 was really fun Good summary. Thank you for that, John. I appreciate that. I, you know, you, so you set it up with, with the new system, um, you know, built around giving space, space inside a little bit more space for trace to, to do his, his work inside. I guess my concern and Cody, I'll go to you next is and you mentioned it. You alluded to it, the shooting, John, um, you know, Parker Stewart coming from UT Martin. We know he he scored there. The team was terrible. Xavier Johnson coming from Pittsburgh. He seems to be, again, an, an upgraded version of Rob Fennessy, at least offensively. Um, you know, Cop, whether it's Cop or Bates starting, I, I don't know what the sense is there. Um, does this team have enough shooting to make the system work uh, effectively? What do you think, Cody? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's there. And, you know, I'll give some credit to Archie, you know, they weren't a, I mean, yeah, the product was a bad shooting team. It absolutely was. They were, they were very offensively challenged. Um, you know, these guys are good basketball players, you know, and whether it be a confidence issue, the offense that was ran, I mean, kind of just that isolation doesn't look like what, you don't know what the hell they're doing for 30 seconds and then trying to rush, not knowing how to feed the post. I mean, there's a myriad of issues um, over his last couple of years, but, you know, I had the the privilege of going down and watching Hoosier hysteria and I granted, you know, it's a, it's for the fans, but um, you know, I'm really excited about Parker Stewart. You know, I don't know where he's at mentally. I didn't know that, you know, emotionally and mentally he probably wasn't ready to play last year with what happened in his life, but he's supposed to be as advertised a better shooter. I think that fantasy has shown he has the ability to shoot um, if he can get out of his own head. Really excited about Bates. Um, I'm a really am. You know, Anthony Leal. I think that you know, although he's never probably going to be a star in the Big Ten, he can be a really good glue guy and a really good um, role player for that team. Um, watching Xavier Johnson a little bit, um, he kind of seems like more of a slasher, um, quick as can be. You know, I don't know if shooting's ever going to be his forte, but he can certainly create his shots. And uh, Miller Cop just over the top excited about him. He always seemed to be a thorn in IU's side over the last couple of years. And so I really think they have some of those pieces with the spacing to be able to drive. 
um, kick. And I mean, they're certainly going to have the opportunity to have those shots available to them um, probably in a different variety of ways this year. And, you know, I'll, I'll die, you know, and throw myself on the sword every single year of just being excited. Like this is finally when it's going to turn around. And there just seems to be a different buzz of feeling of this program than maybe what you felt um, when Archie came in and, you know, Woodson says all the right things. Can't understate the importance of keeping Kenya Hunter. Um, you see her, he gives you the, some of those South connections. And then Dane five, just, um, you know, all along I wanted him or Michael Lewis. And, you know, I think with the, Worst thing that happened was UCLA going on that 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 run they did last year with keeping Michael there. So um, great to see an IU guy back there. Really understands it, and um, I have optimism. But you know, as always, until you really see it, and it's been quite some time since we've seen it. You're you're certainly going to have some pause as a fan. I think the the depth of this team is is encouraging. Uh, you know, on paper it looks like they'll go 10, 11 deep. I don't know what you know if we'll see a lot of Trey Galloway this year. I don't know exactly where he'll fit in. Um, you know, big hustle guy, but I you know when he's been out there, hasn't necessarily results in a lot of productivity. But guys, I feel like the X factor of the team might be Tamar Bates. You're talking about a guy in the wing that could potentially fill it up, um, you know, provide an element that they really haven't had the last couple of years. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do this this season, whether he's starting over a cop or if a cop started, he's coming off the bench to start the season. Either way, I think their wing position was is hugely upgraded compared to what it was last season. Um, but of course, uh, you know, this offense and this team is going to revolve around Trace. Uh, Cullen, first team All-American, uh, Trace Jackson Davis. What do you need to see from him this season well, as far as his game, leadership, um, et cetera? Well, John can tell you I'm actually not a huge fan of big men as uh, basketball players. So I had a kind of a negative about <laughs> That's just my personal preference. But um, <laughs> of course, I said, when you thought about going after, not last year, but the year before, I'm like, what is it? What's he needs to come back. So I'm glad he did. I'm glad he came back again. Uh, I've grown, obviously, I root for him, and I think he's trying to improve his game um, to, you know, transition to the NBA. But I think you're right that it runs through him, and, you know, um, if they can give him some space and surround him with some shooters or playmakers, you know, he can absolutely, you know, be a All-American uh, during the season. So we'll see how much Mike Woodson can help him. Uh, give some NBA, you know, coaching and see what he can do to tear up the big 10. Again, as long as we don't lose the Rutgers, I'll be happy about that. Yeah. You're, you're hitting that Rutgers point hard. You got to watch out for uh, Steve Peichel. He's got that, got that program at least headed in the right direction. Um, uh, you know, I read, I read, I was reading uh, a quote from trace last week about uh, how, you know, his freshman year, he comes in, he's pretty quiet. He Last year, he takes a little bit more of a, a stance as far as a leader. And this year, he says he's pretty much going all out. And he's he's really trying to lead these guys. Uh, John, with that in mind, and, and the additional piece of Woodson, I think really hammering home to try to get him to extend his range, you know, have a, have a jump shot that's obviously going to help him long term for as, you know, as he heads to the program program probably next season what's your sense in, in that and the just the versatility of where his game could be by the middle of the season 
Yes. Yeah, so the, the the famous story is now that uh, when Coach Woodson was hired, he you know he met with all each player individually, and Trace said that he was ninety nine percent out the door, and um, I believe it was Trace and Dale Davis, as we all know, a former Pacer, and Coach Woodson. Coach Woodson had a meeting, and um, a, a theme I'm hearing from a lot of current players and even re- recruits when they you know talk about their visit to IU. Uh, Coach Woodson has been very honest with them. And, you know, Coach Woodson can be honest because he's been in the NBA for three decades as a player and a coach. And he told them, you know, you can't shoot and you can't use your right hand. And that was a big thing for, you know, last year, a lot of his, you know, catches in the paint were were, were predictable. And, and, and the crazy part was he still averaged 20 points and you, you, you kind of knew he was going to his left. Um, ironically in the Bahamas, and, the, and that was kind of a storyline. It wasn't negative, but he really, he still uses left and he, he didn't shoot a three. And I, th- I think he had one mid range that he missed. So there wasn't much change from the Bahamas. Doesn't mean that hasn't changed since then. Mm-hmm. But I think as well uh, for Woodson's offense, he wants to push the tempo. Um, um, in the Bahamas, you saw Race Thompson bring the ball up. It's, it's really whoever's the first rebound. You, you're pushing the. You're not looking to find your your little guard. Like you know, Finnessy could be halfway down the floor already. Um, get the ball off the backboard and push it. And that's where Trace, I think, is very underrated. He's extremely well in transition. Um, he has the long legs, a bounce to him that makes him special. Um, so I don't know if I want him to shoot more, but, you know, because he had I me, mean, his form really isn't bad. That, that's People said that all after his free throw shooting, you know, he was dreadful. But if you watch, he has a little hitch sometimes in his, in his motion. Um, but you know, if I think just improving his right hand would be a huge asset to him and go both ways. But I know from this, you know, this reading practice reports, they're they're still working on it. But um, the beauty also for Trace this year, you know, last year I think his stats were twenty and twelve. He could be, he could have a better year, be sixteen and ten, just because you know they have more, as you said, Phil, they have more options this year. But um, he'll get better quality positions, and um, I think he'll. I think he's due for a phenomenal year, just because he has more better players around him. Good point about the stats. They don't always show if you improvement in your play. Um, and I think, as you mentioned, I think it's going to be a work in progress with some of these additions to your game. I mean, if you think about how he's played his whole life. Um, and now you're asking him to expand upon that and play maybe slightly differently. Of course, there's always going to be a natural uh, thought of going to what he does best, going to his left. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how he develops um, and, and keeps improving as a passer. You know, I know he's, you know, the teams double team him, you know, make him make the correct play. That's where this, you know, ball movement, uh, this faster tempo is really going to come into play. The spacing that you talked about earlier, um, and then guys like, you know, Rob Finnessy, Christian Lander, they got to they got to step up and play better than last year, or you know, this team's just not they're not going to get to where we want them to be. We expect them to be. Cody, do you have any thoughts on on the the, the Christian Lander, the the Rob Finnessy? 
guard issue. I it seems like Johnson and Stewart might be the starters. Am I wrong, guys, on that? Yeah, no, I think that ultimately we don't know at this point, but I think that having capable options to be able to push them as opposed to maybe what they had in previous years is certainly going to be key for that team. Um, Rob seems all, all games where he plays with that fire, he plays with that emotion and, um, you know, isn't passive at times. Uh, you know, Lander, I think that he's a bit of an anomaly. He reclassified. I don't think that he was a good candidate to reclassify. I don't think that he was. I mean, he barely even looked like he was physically ready to play as a senior in high school, let alone starting or not starting, but, you know, playing um, significant minutes here and there for a um, in the Big Ten for a Division One program. So um, I think his biggest proponent of this past year is going to be the, the strength and conditioning, which looks like it's paid off. Uh, you know, and on top of that, it's got to be hard for him and confidence issue to play in a position where anytime you make a mistake, you know that you're you're potentially getting pulled off the court right there. And I know that we've all had frustrations with Archie's substitutions and really having no rhyme or reason to how he does that or taking the, the hot, hot players off the floor. So I'm hopeful for him. I think that the way that Lander played even back to AAU um, is certainly going to be an, an NBA style offense and a faster offense is going to be something that I think what he's really happy about, I think what he's really good and going to be really productive in that pick and roll, especially with Trace or um, even racing. You know, we haven't talked about Michael Durr and none of us know what to expect from him because he hasn't been able to uh, to scrimmage with IU. So um, he proved he could get to the basket last year. He couldn't convert anything to save his life. But um, I think it'll come there. Like He's a good player. I watched him in AAU. I've seen him play in high school. I think that he's more than capable of living up to that five-star, four-star billing that he had um, and kind of taking this as more of his freshman year as opposed to um, a sophomore. Yeah, that's good points. Um, and, and again, that's just another guy that really shows the depth that we're talking about this season, uh, potentially going 10, 11 deep. Um, I, John, I'm glad you mentioned sort of the – I get the rebound. I'm bringing it up. That versatility that Woodson's really driving home takes me back to my St. Charles coaching days, fifth and sixth grade. Um, you know, coaching positionless basketball. Shout out um, back to back CYO champs, uh, Colin. Um, <laughs> I know you're a big Ken Palm guy, right? Um, yeah, not so much. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, but I use 31 in, the, 31 in the Ken Palm rankings. That's kind of what I would about the area I would expect. By the way, Big Ten, you know, we talked about earlier, uh, Michigan second, Illinois fifth, Purdue sixth, Ohio State eighth. That's four of the top eight, uh, four of the top eight teams in the Ken Palm rankings. Um, it shows the strength of the league. Cullen, any final thoughts on this roster before we, we move on to the, the back half of the, the Big Ten? No, I think the other guys covered it way better than I could have, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, they just beat records, right? They know, beat their, <laughs> they know their stuff. Beat that I'm going to buy you that shirt, Colin. Beat Rutgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, beat Rutgers. Beat Rutgers, please. God. Um, no, I'm just excited. Like these guys are. I mean, it's like what we say thir- November 9th is not the first day. So, let's just bring it on. Let's get started. I'm curious to see how, you know, it does seem deep, so we'll see how the rotation works out. Um, 
very excited about Tamar Bates and uh, just can't wait to see. And hopefully Lander looks like he's like not 12 anymore. So we'll see how exactly how strong he is this year. Um, but I'm, I'm optimistic and uh, just anxious to get started. Let's go. The, the, the non-conference games, St. John's, Syracuse, Notre Dame, those will be the early litmus tests in, in November, December. Um, from what I understand and see based on the schedule, they're not playing in any any tournament besides the crossroads. Um, one of my favorite low-key like weeks of the year, guys, is the, the Maui Invitational Week. You know, the uh, oh, – I, I love that week. Um, yeah. um, that's, just, that's just a fun – it's one of those fun early tournaments that that's you know you like watching in the evening. Um, I, I don't know if it's the week before Thanksgiving, but it's uh, I love those early season tournaments just to kind of get get an idea of where your team is at. Um, John, moving down the board a little bit, um, you know Michigan State, Maryland, those are the other teams kind of in the middle of the pack. Uh, this Michigan State team feels like one of the least talented groups Izzo's had to work with in quite a while, which, of course, we should probably expect Michigan State finishes like top three with that because Izzo does this kind of stuff all the time. Yes. Um, as you said, I think last year, I mean, Izzo, his, his teams always come on you know, late in the year. I think last year is a good example of that. Um, is it Joey Hauser? I always pronounce Hauser. his name. Hauser. Yeah. You know, he's back. They have another uh, very talented freshman coming in, Max Christie, who's going to be a – he'll probably be a Big Ten all-freshman team. Um, Izzo and, and John John Rothstein, I know a lot of people don't like him. He, he's he's okay. But Izzo in, Izzo in March, man, he'll, he'll figure it out. Um, but – yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen Michigan State anywhere in the Big Ten. Um, kind of like IU, they could be either fifth or seventh or sixth. Personally, I, I think IU is, will be better than them, but Michigan State will be right below them. Um, mm. Yeah, the, the Max Christie will be a, a, a player to watch for them. He's he he has potential to be a two and done here pretty quickly. Tyson Walker, a, a transfer from Northeastern, he averaged about 20 a game last year. He'll kind of help the scoring there. Uh, Cody, any thoughts on Maryland or uh, Collins team Rutgers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, you know, Maryland, I know that Ken Palm likes them a little bit more than IU. I've seen some projections. I think that IU is a better team. Um, I feel like Maryland comes with some highs and lows every year where they kind of, um, play a lot better than what they should. And then they also lose some games that they probably have no business losing as well. So um, I think what I'm really interested in is that, you know, a lot of the media is picking Wisconsin pretty low and um, it's just something about them. All of their players are there for eight, nine years. I know Brad Davison's still there this year. Yeah. Um, they always seem to, you know, kind of finish a lot better than what their projections are. Um, I think, you know, top to bottom, anywhere in that five to 10 range is much harder to figure out than any of the top tier teams, which are, which are pretty clear. So, you know, Michigan state, Tom Izzo, I don't think you can ever count him out. Rutgers, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure what to think of them. Um, they were a mess at certain points last year, but then they also climbed up, you know, pretty high in the rankings and certainly had no problem with Indiana as well. So um, I guess another team that I'm kind of interested in finding out about, um, who has no expectations this year is Minnesota's who, you know, oh a lot God. of the projections are to pick them. Um, 
last in the Big Ten or close to last because of the exodus and really not knowing what to expect out of them. So another new regime starts there, mass exodus in players, a new coach. Um, never a fan of Patino, um, his father, anyone from that coaching tree. Um, but I'm also really excited with, with Shrewsbury going to Penn State, um, especially for anything that's going to make Purdue a little bit weaker. So I think that he's uh, was a really big part of Matt Painter's success. I think that he'll have Penn State certainly on the right track. He's a very good coach, and although Penn State might not show it this year, um, I think that, you know, they're certainly going to make a lot of improvements and not be that Penn State that everyone's kind of been accustomed to for the last 10, 15 years. I'm glad you mentioned Wisconsin, Cody. Uh, I had written down Wisconsin projected to finish ninth through 11th, somewhere in there, and then mid-February yeah. yeah mid-February we'll be saying man I can't believe Wisconsin 16 and four and uh <laughs> every year though it feels like Wisconsin oh that you know they don't have the talent but man that style and slows you down and they play good defense and you don't want to watch their games at all but they win and uh Brad Davidson he's 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 going to be back like you said he's he's the Trent Frazier of that team um Cullen Fran McCaffrey over Damn. under over under one and a half games before he freaks the hell out on a, a referee. <laughs> under under, I can't. I'm glad he brought him up. I can't stand him or Bohannon or McCaffrey the player. I just hope they finish dead last, and I would not be disappointed if they just forfeit the whole season. So that's my take on that. <laughs> can't stand them. Well, they're definitely going to be taking a step back, um, losing yeah. Garza, Garza, obviously. But uh, yeah, I bring up McCaffrey because he's he's that one coach for me for a long time. It was Thad Mata. Um, I just couldn't <laughs> I couldn't stand him. I couldn't, and then before that, it was um, Bo Ryan. So this and Fran McCaffrey is you know now my coach that I I just I don't like seeing him. I don't like seeing his face. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, hated face. Hate, there's always a hated face. I hate that face. And a hated face coach for me. Um, Bruce Weber. Oh, Bruce Weber's in there too, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have any other thoughts about any of these teams. Uh, Cody mentioned Minnesota. They're going to be god awful. Uh, you know, Northwestern, Nebraska. They're in that you know, probably NIT mix. Uh, John, any, any thoughts on any of those teams? Um, I say this with all due respect, Minnesota is going to be absolute trash. Um, I was at a uh, basketball function. Um, our, t- our, uh, our team here in Fort Wayne, Purdue Fort Wayne actually plays Minnesota um, as one of their non-conference games. And I was at this luncheon I was like, guys, I think you're going to be the favorite in that game. Like, no, I'm like, they lost like their entire team. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I I don't have the number in in front of me, but what their Ken Palm was, but it's like, wasn't it two hundreds maybe? It's pretty low. Yeah. I don't know. It was awful. So that'll be two guaranteed wins uh, for the Hoosiers. I want to say this about Wisconsin. IU goes to Wisconsin on December 8th. Us Hoosier fans know. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I don't want to jinx. I'm not a big, I don't have any wood around me. This is our, this is IU's best chance to win in Wisconsin. I think it's 1998. It's 98. Yep. It was the last time we won Wisconsin. And if we can't pull, sorry, we, I'm not on the team, but as a fan, <laughs> if we can't win up there this year, I don't think it's ever going to happen. 
Because again, you said they have Davison and Jonathan Davis. So the only two players I can recall who are back. And as you said, maybe they can fill, you know, figure it out by February, but December is still very early in the year. We've, you know, you know IU had um, the, you know, the Bahamas trip, a lot more time together. They should be in more of a midseason form than Wisconsin at, at the time. So I think this is the year. God, I hope so. 23 years of losing. And I, I know there's a lot of games. I can remember some games where they should have won. Um, I remember a lot of games that got blown out as well at, at, at Wisconsin. Um, the, the odds guys for the Big Ten, Michigan is the favorite at plus 200, Purdue at plus 300, and Ohio State at plus 625, Illinois at plus 700. Um, and the Michigan State at plus eight fifty. Um, from a betting perspective, I feel like the the smarter play is Ohio State or Illinois, just based on the number. Um, if you were betting the future on this, it's hard to bet Michigan at plus two hundred to win the conference when it's so uh, competitive at the top. Um, Cody, let's go outside the Big Ten. Um, you know the odds on favorites to win. Uh, the, the championship there this year is Gonzaga, of course, coming off the uh, a national title runner-up to Baylor. Um, of course, they played in one of the, I don't know, probably the five best tournament games ever in the Final Four against UCLA. Really? Um, so much fun to watch. Um, what's your thoughts on Gonzaga? Of course, they got Chet Holmgren coming in, the, the top recruit. He's about He weighs about 150 pounds. He's <laughs> seven foot. Um how do you think he fits in there? I know they got a couple transfers coming in. Um, and of course, uh, Timmy coming back. Yeah, I think it's, it's really interesting with him. I think that you're really not going to know what you have until the tournament. Um, I say that knowing too, that they play really good non-conference schedule. Um, they have a lot of really good exposure and Mark P is probably one of the better, uh, coaches at infusing a lot of different talent on a year to year basis. Cause I feel like it's always a player at some point that comes in there that you had no idea who they were. They're from Alberta or they're from, from France. And the next thing you know, they're a, you know, Naismith uh, player of the year candidate three, four years down the road. So um, at the same time, you know, until they win at all, I think there's always going to be some skeptic skepticism on that. Um, you know, if I had to go with an odds on favorite at this point, I really like Villanova. I like Jay Wright. Um, Gillespie and Samuels I think they're really two star players for Villanova as well as I think they had a really good recruiting class as well so I think the Big East is uh, pretty underrated from year to year on the amount of talent top to bottom in that um, you know and I'm also interested to see what Chris Beard can do at Texas this year he's got Marcus Carr and one probably the better point guard transfers that were on the market um, he got a, he has a lot of talent there and I think that you know, that's really good for them. Um, you know, I secretly hoping that Chris Beard would have been IU's coach this year um, back when I kind of thought Mike Woodson was a joke when people were talking about it. So um, it didn't happen. I'm excited. I'm all in on IU now. But if I had to pick that odds on favorite at this point, I'd probably uh, put my chips on Villanova. John, uh, who are a couple teams that you're eyeballing for a potential run at a Final Four national title? Uh, could make a good point. Villanova could. Uh, I think they're preseason fourth. Um, return a lot of guys. But I'm. I I really like uh, 
Johnny Juzang from UCLA. Um, mm-hmm. I think he flirted with the NBA. I was actually, I think in several mock drafts, he was mid to late second. So it was maybe a good decision to come back, but I thought he was just phenomenal last year. Tiger Campbell, um, Michael Lewis on the bench. You can't count him out, but no, I think UCLA will be a team to look out for um, a team. That's not in the top like five. Unfortunately, I think Kentucky, I'm not saying they'll, they'll win it, but I read a stat the other day. This is their oldest team by age since the 1950s. So I don't know if Kyle Perry's figuring out that this one and done system has not worked for him, even though he, you know, he won a national title, but won in a decade. So um, he has several good recruits in you know, Fort Wayne native. Keon Brooks is still down there. Uh, I feel like he's been there forever. Maybe yeah. I don't want to say he's underperformed, but he had heavy expectations going in. So maybe this will be a year for him. Um, Kansas will be good as well. I mean, geez, they, um, they, they always recruit well, but I would probably pick UCLA as my, um, is my pick. If, if it's not, I'd probably go Gonzaga one UCLA, but then, then Villanova. I, I kind of eyeballed Kansas. Uh, you mentioned a little bit, um, not a real good shooting team last year, but Remy Martin, the transfer from Arizona state. I like their spot. Um, I, I don't love Bill Self as a coach. Um, it's funny though, this like college basketball, it's like these, these coaches are kind of the stars and, you know, Bill Self being an Illinois guy for a long time and then going to Kansas. Um, I, I don't know, maybe I've held that grudge against him. Uh, Definitely. You just, it's just natural, yeah. but, um, but uh, I think that team's going to be really good. Um, I, I like where they're sitting kind of a little bit under the radar. Um, Cullen, Duke, let's get to Coach K. It's, yeah. the, it's the farewell tour. What's your thoughts? I hope he sucks is what I think. Um, <laughs> I, he's got one of those faces to me. I don't know. I, You know, he's Coach K, blah, blah, blah. But that that what was that preseason thing where his mural was in the center of the court as big as, like, touchdown Jesus or something? What are we doing? I mean, he's just – I don't know. I, I hope they don't do SWAT. That's what I say. Um, don't even know who's on the team. Not going to pretend like I do. Uh, so I just hope they don't. They don't do much. There you go. That's my hot take for the day. Now, Cole, you you will root for Duke when they play North Carolina because one of your good friends is a big yes. North Carolina fan. Yes, I, I like to. If you guys can't tell, I like to talk shit to friends. Um, so soccer. Uh, yeah. So I hope Purdue, Michigan, and North Carolina just always lose. Um, I know it's not possible, but. Um, you know, I just hope they just do terribly. That's my that's my wish for the year. And IU does well, obviously. But Coach K, yeah, whatever. Farewell, bye bye. See you, old man. Yeah, the the farewells are you know could be a little self serving at times. Um, a little. Pa- Paolo Bonchero, that's the guy you have to know from Duke, Cullen. Um, he'll be he'll probably be one and done and going to the NBA next year. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of reading something about Coach K today. Do you guys know how old Jim Beheim is? Anybody know? Mid seventies? I don't know. Yeah, late seventies. At seventy-seven, and he's still doing it, man. That's I, that. That surprised me. I, I didn't know he was quite that old. Give it up, man. Yeah. Give it up. So just just to reiterate that the national title as we're talking about Gonzaga, the favorite, you can find that at plus seven hundred. Michigan next at plus twelve hundred. UCLA 
and then Villanova, and then uh, Purdue, rounding it out, the, the, the top five odds there. So I think, again, kind of circling back, Big Ten's got a really good shot this year. I'd probably – uh, comprehensively as good a shot as they've had in quite a while. I know we said that last year during the tournament, but <laughs> it really feels like this this could be potentially the year. God, I just hope it's not Purdue. I'm really nervous about it, guys. Extremely. Um, as we talked about before coming on, um, you know, there's 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 people have studied this. You know, why the Big Ten has struggled for so for 20 years and. Style play has been the number one, you know, common denominator with, you know, if it, we were just talking about, you know, the, the big 10 uh, first team for them are big because it was trace Dickinson, Lydell and Cobra. I mean, you find me a conference that has four bigs on their first team. Um, if you watch big uh, pac 12 basketball, you know, when you're up at 11 o'clock at night, during the season, the games are totally different. And I think that hurts the big 10 when it comes to tournament time, you know, PAC 12 ACC a little more, um, but they just play more free flowing basketball in the tournament. You can't get away with, you know, the grabbing the bully ball as much. So they'll, they'll call you and, that was kind of a reason why Purdue lost last year to North Texas. They just, they were by far the most talented team, but North Texas spread them out. Purdue got in some foul trouble because they were used to, again, playing extremely aggressive. So uh, this could be the year the Big Ten does it. I think that's why Michigan, their style is a little more suited for an NCAA tournament run. But um, Matt Painter's a great coach. I've, I've said that to all my Purdue friends. I respect him, but. I think style play could come back to haunt them if they, um, you know, especially if you're going to play Edie and Williams at the same time, clogging up the lane, being defensive, causing defensive issues. But no, this this, this could be the year the Big Ten does it. I'm I'm, kind of hoping it does, um, except for Purdue. Cody, uh, final thoughts? Yeah, no, I think that. I think they made a lot of really good points. I think a Purdue's style, something that's going to give a team fits if they're able to prepare for that one game. I don't know if they can get away the entire tournament with doing that. Um, you know, I'm also interested in seeing the SEC. I, they kind of had an uprising last year with Arkansas um, and Alabama, you know, not, not necessarily Kentucky, just having that stranglehold on it. Um, and should see how they bounce back. Um, it all just go back to style of playing. You know, if we're going back and touching on IU, I think that, you know, Archie tried that, you know, kind of Bennett style of play from Virginia. And um, mm. it's so hard to imitate and implement that. And, you know, I don't think that anybody had, you know, 10 plus years of patience to see if that was going to go ahead and wear off. And, and you know, he was stubborn. He stuck to a certain style. And ultimately, you know, who wants to play with that? You, you see these high school kids now in that run and gun and the, you know, the free-flowing offense, I don't think that you can go and look at a team that looks like they've never practiced offense in a day in their life and think that that's a, that's a style that you want to go and play for when you have the Dukes, the Kentuckys, but certainly Purdue's. Um, it, it sucks, you know, as an IU fan my whole life, I'm used to seeing Purdue better than IU on occasion, and it's been, you know, 
pretty much an occurrence every single year. They get back to still feeling that feeling when they blew them out, when Bob Knight came back to Assembly Hall and just feeling like a reality check of where that program was at the time and where it still continues to be. And pray for better days ahead. Um, but yeah, at the expense of Purdue, I, I just, I don't know if I can take seeing them cut down the nets in uh, April. I think that that'd be about the most disheartening thing that I could think of. <laughs> You'd have to do a wellness check on John if that happens. I mean, I would maybe <laughs> get sick. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, you know, we I know some Purdue fans, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when they lost that unbelievably heartbreaking game to Virginia in the, mm. in the, in the lead eight, it was a great feeling as an IU fan, <laughs> um, you know. So – Purdue's still going to Purdue. I feel like eventually, you know, somewhere at some point in the tournament, it'll it'll happen. But they, they do have a, a terrifying team on paper. Uh, Colin, last thoughts: beat records, right? Beat Minnesota, hopefully. Yeah, just be, I don't, just beat records. I don't know why I get so irrationally angry about that. But when I just watched that this year, I'm like, this is IU. We, we can't beat records. I'll be happy with that in the tournament berth. And you know, I, I can't pretend like I know more than what these guys have clearly done great research on so i'm just excited like the rest of you guys and sorry for the lack of hot takes tonight i feel like i was a little off my game but i, I tried to provide some of them but I'll, I'll do better i'll do better you're great no Thanks. you know next time you're on we'll just talk about will she okay oh god hey. yes <laughs> love will love will we need some attitude we need some swagger back so hopefully we get that uh, for sure year. for sure maybe galloway can add that this year because he can't have oh, yeah. offensively for us there you this go ball. there you go all right, guys. Appreciate you all being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. All right. Your best bets on Instagram, Facebook. Check us out. Uh, golf coming back next Monday and NFL next week as well. Uh, appreciate Cody, John, and Colin being here to talk about the college basketball season. We'll check in maybe middle of the season on this. Thanks for listening, and we'll check you out next time.